1: you listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Frankenstein Laboratories right here on Payne.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. The standard in the crazy technology, folks. I swear, this is amazing. I was thinking to myself, you know... I could probably do better if I just switched this podcast around and I started to promote this technology. I'll just create a crazy technology podcast, bring in all the mad scientists, the Frankenstein doctors and I'll sit here and say, this stuff's fantastic and I'll let them hook me up and jab me with needles and I just sit here and promote this stuff folks. Let me show you something. <laughs> I'm telling you I couldn't stop today. I started researching this and it sent me down this rabbit hole but uh this is all real it's not conspiracy theory folks this isn't like we're finding this over at alex jones website he's like listen folks the transcranial direct current stimulation helmet is for the goblins uh, the goblin pig people and we're gonna load ourselves up with some super male vitality to block all the transcranial direct current stimulation uh, from entering our children our pores and everything else this is alex jones with Infowars, prison planet here but no i'm telling you This is crazy, crazy stuff, but now I see there's a whole industry around this, ladies and gentlemen. Why don't we put our heads together, not connecting them to these devices, just put our heads together and form a company where we get some government grants and we sell this stuff to people. Absolutely crazy. All right, I'm over here at frontiersin.org. It's F-R-O-N-T-I-E-R-S-I-N.org. And uh, before I show you, I I had come across this website in quite a few uh, searches today. So for people who are not familiar with this website, a lot of nutty stuff on here, by the way. But it says their mission, Frontiers is the third most cited and sixth largest research publisher and open science platform. Our research journals are community-driven and peer-reviewed by editorial boards of over 202,000 top researchers. Featuring pioneering technology, artificial intelligence, and rigorous quality standards, our research articles have been viewed more than 1.9 billion times reflecting the power of open research. And it says their mission, just so you know, I'm not reading this off- um, some quack website now it's quack to you and i but this stuff is widely accepted folks so we are in the minority at least uh when we're comparing this to the scientific community the world of academia goes on to say our mission is to make science open so that scientists can collaborate better and innovate faster to deliver the solutions that enable healthy lives on a healthy planet until we kill everyone Uh, The last part I added goes on to say, research is the foundation of modern society, and it's thanks to advances in science that we enjoy longer, healthier, and more prosperous lives than ever before in human history. We want to make science even more powerful by ensuring it is openly available. This way, society will be able to generate more knowledge and accelerate innovation, health, and prosperity for all. Right. Sure. You got to thank those scientists and engineers, folks. Fantastic people out there. All right. It goes on to say, I'm back to where we started. So this was a study protocol article. And this article is part of the research topic, virtual reality for sensory motor rehabilitation of neurological health conditions across the lifespan. All right. And there's 11 articles under here. It says, effect of combined, and now again, we're doing this because James Giordano, the good doctor there coming out of the government, working on behalf of the military, is talking about a lot of this stuff. So now we're looking at what is currently out there in the consumer market in the world of academia. So we know that he's just not talking theoretically. This stuff is real. It says, effect of Combined Therapy of Virtual Reality and Transcranial Direct Current Stimulation. All right, so I was telling you, We're going to start to see the merger of virtual reality and these transcranial stimulation helmets, and then they'll couple that with these psychedelic drugs, right? I I started to surmise that yesterday, maybe over the last couple of shows, and this is why I started to do some research today, because I wanted to see if this was going to happen and so now we know there's people looking at this but that's not all folks it says effective combined therapy of virtual reality and transcranial direct current stimulation in children and adolescents with cerebral palsy a study protocol for a triple blinded randomized controlled crossover trial And so, I won't get into all of this, but it says, background, transcranial direct stimulation, uh, current stimulation, TDCS, and therapy-based virtual reality have been investigated separately. They have shown promise as efficient and engaging new tools in the neurological rehabilitation of individuals with cerebral palsy. However, the recent literature encourages investigation of the combination of therapy tools in order to potentiate clinic effects and its mechanisms. All right, and then it goes through the methods, and they're talking about uh, having 36 individuals with gross motor function of levels 1 to 3, aged 4 to 14 years old. So, this is a study on children combining the transcranial direct current stimulation with virtual reality. And I'm not going to get into this entire study. I will eventually probably cover this, but again, th- like this would be an entire show. I just want to show you what's out there, what's being discussed over in the world of Frankenstein land. Okay, also at Frontier's Inn. So that's combining virtual reality and the transcranial direct current stimulation and testing it on children with cerebral palsy. Now, they will tell you, oh, how could you not want to cure these kids? Again, that's to tug at the heartstrings. That's to play to human emotion. But Right here, you can see the children and adolescents with cerebral palsy will be used as the human guinea pigs, as the human trials. That's the way it's going to work, folks. Sorry to burst your bubble, but none of these people actually love you or people with cerebral palsy. They just have an easy target to manipulate and play around with. Now, here's another one. This is a piece written under... Uh, Brain-Computer Interfaces and Augmented Virtual Reality. So this one is Brain-Computer Interfaces and Augmented Virtual Reality, right? So now this is combining the implantable chip versus the transcranial device. This is the implantable chip, the brain-computer interface, with augmented and virtual reality, And I'll just read the first paragraph here. In recent years, augmented and virtual reality has matured technically, delivering higher levels of immersion and presence to users, while it has also become a widely available tool to create a new range of applications and experiences. AR, VR technology allows... To create scenarios which are much more stimulating and express, uh, expressive than standard desktop applications covering a wide range, uh, sorry, a wide variety of areas, namely entertainment, education, art, and health, among others. The fusion of brain machine interfaces with AR VR can provide additional communication channels by increasing the bandwidth of the human AR VR interaction. This is achieved either uh, explicitly through active BCIs, brain-computer interfaces, or implicitly using passive BCIs. Now, the other thing is, to add to your index, BCIs and BMIs I came across this today are the same thing, interchangeable, brain-computer interface or brain-machine interface. So if I say it that way or others say it that way, they're interchangeable. So now, this is a study talking about combining the brain-computer interface, the implantable chip, with augmented and virtual reality. And the other one talked about wearing the helmet and combining that with virtual reality. So there we go, folks. What I assumed was happening is actually happening. It is all coming together. So you will have people with either a brain chip or a transcranial stimulation helmet walking around attached to VR and or AR goggles uh, where they're entering the metaverse or a halfway sort of half real half uh, cyber world with the augmented reality and then these same people because they're dealing with people with neurological problems will also be doped up on psychedelics yeah so you're going to take all of the mentally ill people and then turn them into some sort of cyborgs and now you see the purpose of the cyborg soldier 2050 program as i told you this is not going to be to build you know uh, iron man and incredible hulk marvel superhero characters to battle in the deserts of of Afghanistan, this is going to be rolled out on humans. They're already doing it. They're using the VA veterans coming home. They're using people with uh, mental illness. They're using people with brain disorders to test all this stuff on. Now, if you say to yourself, well, How is the government involved? Right now, we're over at clinicaltrials.gov. This is a government website, and this is Virtual Reality Therapy and Transcranial Direct Current Stimulation in Cerebral Palsy. And this is an actual study that the government was uh, running here at clinicaltrials.gov. And so in this one, they have 20 participants And let me see if I can find this for you, folks. Oh, yes. Ages for eligibility are between 5 and 15 years old, and they have to have a clinical diagnosis of cerebral palsy. All right. So this is the old wonderful government testing out uh, people uh, with the combination of the virtual reality and transcranial direct current stimulation. And so we will uh, get further into this. Again, I bookmark all this stuff. I save it uh, for the future. Another one I just want to show you here, just to show you this stuff is happening, folks. It's out there. This is the National Library of Medicine. So that's pubmed.ncbi.org nlm.nih.gov so this is the government here and this is transcranial direct current stimulation effect on virtual hand illusion and the abstract here folks virtual reality is effectively used to evoke the mirror illusion and transcranial direct current stimulation synergistically facilitates this illusion This study investigated whether a mirror virtual hand illusion induced by an immersive first-person perspective virtual mirror system could be modulated by TDCS of the primary motor cortex. And this is 14 healthy adults, average age of 21, seven men and seven women participated in the study. And they experienced virtual reality with and and without TDCS. The TDS and sham conditions each of which takes 30 minutes on separate days to allow the washout of the TDCS effect okay so without going into depth on this you see they're running mad scientist experiments on people using transcranial direct current stimulation and uh, the virtual reality and then let, and let me show you this finally before I jump back into dr. James Giordano there are plenty of companies out there doing this but for those those people who believe that the virtual reality or augmented reality world is dead or that the oculus uh mark zuckerberg's vr headset is not selling up to the numbers they wanted so it's a dying industry i just have to show you time and time again this is because i want you to be aware of it that this is alive and well as we've seen at the world economic forum they are having conversations about the governance of the metaverse the use of uh, vr and ar inside of what they're building which is Called the Industrial Metaverse, which is a digital twinning of the entire industrial world, manufacturing plants, and such. And so, this company right here, if you want to check it out, is uh, Saratasa, uh, S A R I. T-A-S-A dot com and this is a technology solutions company and on their site they have custom development for virtual reality custom virtual reality development by our expert VR developers VR applications for training business education, sales and more and so they are doing development for safety HTC Vive, Unreal Unity, Oculus Education Training and then you can get started on here, fill out your information submit your project scope They are already working with Sony, Disney, Yamaha, iHeartMedia, Toyota, Kaiser Kaiser Permanente, uh, Makita, Cheesecake Factory, as seen on TV and many more. So, this industry is alive and well. Virtual reality is already in motion, is not going to die. That's my opinion as someone who's looked at different technologies over the years. This is ready to rock and roll, ladies and gentlemen. It's already out there. You just haven't come across it yet. So, when we get back, we will jump into Dr. James Giordano, the madman of neuroscience. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold of the Dustin Gold Standard right here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold of the Dustin Gold Center right here on pain.tv slash gold. Let me just throw this in here, folks, before we get back to the good doctor, James Giordano. And as a reminder, folks, we are covering his 2018 lecture to the Modern War Institute at West Point Military Academy in front of a room full of snoozing cadets, folks. They look like they have no idea what this madman is talking about. I don't blame them. I just had to go into all that research for you right there. It took me several hours today to find all that stuff just to start to figure out what exactly this guy is talking about from the perspective of a layman who has not been studying this stuff for the 38 years that he had been at the time that he recorded this lecture in 2018. But just so you know, I mentioned some of this before, but I'll bring it up again. Um, just in the last week, folks, in the last week, I had three former colleagues of mine reach out to me and i did a lot of networking over the years all right i was in the corporate entertainment industry as i mentioned so i met a lot of people and i would keep a rolodex and I like to do business development, and sometimes I would introduce uh, person A to person B. Not that I was getting any cut of the action or getting paid for it, but it helped with my entertainment business because I always stayed in people's Rolodex. So I would say, uh, let's say I met you at a sales conference or something. We were doing uh, entertainment there, and you told me, wow, I'm really into uh i don't know um cat's cradle okay so then about three weeks later i'd be at another event and i meet a guy who says he's got a manufacturing company and they're starting to make cat cradle kits or something i would then say oh you gotta meet bob and so i'd get on the phone with bob and i'd introduce the two and that's how i would stay in people's rolodex not just the guy who sold entertainment but the guy who was really nice and helped people network and so just in the last um uh, in the last week, as I've been starting to get my name back out there and network again since since uh, uh, a number of things kind of changed in my life now I'm doing the show. So I'm starting to network again. And uh, in the last week, basically, I had one friend of mine. He is a salesman. Um, opened some pretty damn big accounts. He's in the food industry and uh, he may come on the show eventually. Anyway, he reached out to me a couple months ago, and then in this last week he reached out again, and he is so concerned, he's about my age, that he's going to end up being pushed out of sales in the next few years and that salesmen are going to be replaced, for the most part, by sort of virtual reality sales. And so he's not a tech guy. But he is really interested in technology, and he was asking me what kind of stuff I knew, who I knew, if I could get him in front of anybody, because he wants to start talking about developing solutions for virtual reality in sales. And so he's trying to position himself as a kind of a thought leader in that space. And so he's approached his bosses at work, who he calls boomers. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. And he said they're about ready to retire And so they don't really care if he's going to lose his job in a few years. And his idea basically is to mail out a VR headset to a client, let them take a tour of the space, let them look at all the food inside of virtual reality, send the helmet back or whatever when they're done. He would be the guy doing the presentations inside of virtual reality because he thinks that the uh, companies that hire salesmen are going to cut back on travel expenses and basically end up pushing them out. So he wants to try to carve carve out a space for himself in this new metaverse world. All right, that's one guy. Another guy I know I met actually when I was doing the Trump impersonation, and I did a Christmas party in Huntsville, Alabama, for a company who was a government contractor, and they developed facial scan technology for drones. And the CEO of that company was the head of, arsenal our uh, missile defense program and so a guy who worked for him he was like a marketer public relations type guy he has a company he's working on focused on augmented reality now and so he reached out asking if i knew anyone in that space and then a third colleague of mine reached out yesterday he has been in the space of placing uh, it professionals inside of companies for years. He's working on uh, new projects with another company. And so he reached out to me saying, you're in Frederick, Maryland. You have access to like government contractors and stuff there. And we have programmers now in the VR, AR metaverse and crypto space. So this is like me, a nobody. I didn't make any money in those fields. Uh Getting people reaching out to me now, asking me if I have contacts in those spaces as they're all trying to grow their companies towards VR, AR, and uh, metaverse. And years ago, the big thing was big data. Uh, Hopefully, I can get the guy on who I talked to yesterday, see if he'll come on the show. But he's very pro-technology because he's made all his money in technology. But his thing years ago was machine learning, big data. He was on that 10, 12 years ago when I didn't care to know about any of this stuff. So the point being, folks, is if you keep your ear to the ground, you will hear people that work in this space, younger people playing around with cryptocurrencies, goofing around with VR, AR, people that like to program as a hobby, that you will see this stuff is alive and well, folks. And I know a lot of people my age and younger That have been dabbling with the government pot that are already talking and getting excited about the government psychedelics coming out. So, this stuff surrounds us. And when you're aware of it, then you could avoid it. You can try to insulate yourselves because remember, you're going to have people driving around with this, walking around high on government drugs, you know, with these things strapped to their heads. And it is going to get crazy out there ladies and gentlemen every day will look like halloween soon i'm telling you if we thought it was wild before it is only going to get crazier all right, let me pull this up, folks. We are going to return to this discussion with Dr. James Giordano. All right, let's continue. I backed it up about 15 seconds from where we ended yesterday. If you haven't listened so far, I highly recommend that you listen to episodes 65 and 66, because I think we pulled a lot of valuable intelligence out of James Giordano. Now, he has me thinking about all the different ways the government could have played us and played well with us the last two and a half years during COVID-land, the high school theater production. All right, let's continue. And then uh, hopefully my brain will sync back up with Dr. James. This,
0: This meeting, he's espousing a very different philosophical stance and orientation, and his followers no longer adhere to his precepts, his tenets, or his lead. And I fractured the relative arrangement of trust, engagement, capability that he fostered.
1: Okay, so what he is talking about there, if you did not listen yesterday, he set up a scenario in which he goes into a room with an enemy, an adversary who he negotiates a meeting with under the veil of a white flag, okay? So this guy is coming to him, ready to negotiate, and the fine Dr. James Giordano, because he is such an upstanding citizen, he slips this guy a drug, his adversary a drug, someone there to negotiate, he slips him a drug, and he says he can wire that drug to either make this guy walk out of the room and tell his followers that he loves dr james giordano although he went into the meeting hating him or he can make that drug where the guy comes out and he doesn't make any sense and therefore his followers no longer trust him
0: leaving that population disrupted and vulnerable to intervention to a coup d'etat to a junta to some type of insertive reassumption of leadership you see how this can work furthermore i can use this very tactically so so again
1: now he's talking about setting this guy up so that his followers no longer adhere to um to him because james giordano uh drugged him uh and made him act outside of his character and now that will set up an a coup d'etat and i mentioned yesterday again, I'm not protecting Donald Trump or praising Donald Trump, but I was saying, imagine if that was the situation that occurred with someone like Donald Trump when he would walk out to a press conference and he would look confused or look like he was rambling. How do we know they aren't doing this? Not that Joe Biden is a good guy, but this could be done to Joe Biden or they could have done this to the masses. All right, how do you know the people who got tested, the people who got vaxxed, the people who got jabbed, whatever, how do you know that those people didn't get introduced with some sort of chemical that made them love their captor, love the government, instead of revolting against it. Let's continue.
0: Some of these agents allow me to assemble the agent on site and not have to stockpile it, which allows me to take the components of this agent into and out of a country, relatively covertly, target a specific individual, change or eliminate that individual with very little attribution and trace, and be able to leave prior to any attribution. Change or
1: eliminate that individual. So now he's talking about assassinating an individual using one of these drugs. Again, this is about the novel Neuroweapons. He's talking about drugs and bugs. Let's continue.
0: Think Novichok. Or I could assemble very small quantities of this that would then allow a specific intervention, characteristically in a place that would not allow such an intervention. Think of the use of a derivative of Vx in an airport. But I could do more than that. I could also incur much broader type of ripple effects. And one of the ways I could also do that is with what's called high morbidity microbiologic agents. It's a real fancy way of saying neurobugs. But high morbidity neurobugs. I may not want to kill a lot of people. In fact, arguably, I may assume what is sometimes referred to as the Sailor Malin mantra. For those of you who may be fans or students of military history, you may remember that Sailor Malin, Wing Commander Sailor Malin was a South African who flew with the Royal Air Force during the Second World War. And he became well-known during the Battle of Britain for shooting up German airplanes, but letting them limp home, particularly bomber aircraft. And they would ask Seller Mallon, Oh, wing commander, why didn't you shoot that plane down? And his adage was simple. Better to have that plane return home with wounded crew or spitting up their lungs, one dead crewman that they had to attend to and therefore divert their missional capability while in flight, than shoot them down because the psychological effect will be rippling and devastating. This is sometimes referred to as the Malin effect. What can I do? I can use a particular bug that I may be able to now modify through the use of gene editing technique that is ubiquitously available and fairly easy to use to take a bug that was previously relatively benign and non-pathogenic and make that bug virulent, pathogenic, dangerous. And then what could I do? I could introduce that bug in key sites. Des Moines, Seattle, Tampa, Newark, Houston. I'd get a few people sick. I'd do it on an airplane, do it at an airport, do it at a sporting event, do it on Black Friday. And then what I would do is I would take credit for that, but I'd want to make sure that at least part of the symptomatic constellation was not only neurological, it was profoundly psychological. Agitation, debilitation, sweating, stomach problems, sleeplessness, cardiac problems, things that are what we call top-down neurological in their effect, brain-to-body and body-to-brain in the bottom-up cascade. Then what I would do is I would get on the internet, and I would put out over the internet, I did it.
1: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that was not, in fact, Dr. Seuss. That was Dr. James Giordano. And did you not hear what he just said? The ability to genetically modify a fairly harmless bug and to spread the bug around city to city to city, not just to get people sick, but to make them have all types of very painful symptoms that would create a psychological effect and then get out there and announce that you actually did it. Well, we know that Bill Gates and others mess around with mosquitoes, and then they brag about it out in the public that they are messing around with mosquitoes. You say, well, how else could they do this? How else could they have a psychological effect on the populace? Well, I don't know. You have a madman like Dr. James Giordano give a speech like this, talking about torturing people, manipulating their minds, uh, killing them, making them sick. And then you release it on the internet as a speech to the Modern War Institute at West Point Military Academy, and you let everyone out there watch it, and then let people like me analyze it and go, wow, this government is crazy and it's sick, and look what they could do. Maybe this guy is running a psychological operation on us. Maybe that's what this is all about. Well, it's working, folks, because seriously, the fact that this guy is sitting here and talking to a room full of cadets about this and they let this get out online is insane. But it gives us a high level of intelligence, at least to what these people are admitting to. And as I told you time and time again, MKUltra did not end. None of this ended. Our country is horrible. These are the doctors, the scientists The Frankenstein doctors that they allow to come up with this crazy stuff. Folks, when I get back more with Dr. James Giordano, seriously, think about what he just said. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. More listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.